0: Academy episode 25
1: when the guys were paying bills my son was forging my signature on the checks to make sure we could get people paid So it's the littlest things that throw the biggest loops And it's things like passwords. It's secret questions. If you have to change a password It's about who can sign checks and from my own personal experience with automotive repair shops Who has the alarm codes who has keys who can open? And, you know, we've done this on several occasions, stepped in for what I call catastrophic failure of repair shops. We had an owner get up, have a bowl of cereal, and die.
0: Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, AfterMarketers, to the matching audio podcast of the Town Hall Academy video on disaster planning and preparedness. Actually, a very important topic that many people just don't want to discuss. Hi, Carm Capriato here, your host. This Academy podcast is sponsored by Jasper Engines and Transmissions. A family keeps their vehicle an average of 11 years. Where's the first place to turn when the drivetrain fails? Why, Jasper, of course. A vehicle is a major purchase. It should be trusted to a 100% associate-owned company for quality, remanufactured products. See the show notes for this town hall academy at RemarkableResults.biz slash A025, and there you'll find my guest bios. This repurposed podcast of the video forum makes it so much easier for everyone that does not have time to sit in front of a video screen or to be on Facebook, and that's the power of podcasting, the digital audio broadcasts that's so portable and easy to find. Hey, anytime you want to submit a question for a live show, send an email to question at remarkableresults.biz. Each week we discuss, as you know, a single topic with a panel of your peers, and we broadcast live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern on my webinar platform and on Facebook. And you can learn all about connecting at this URL, remarkableresults.biz/ Town hall. Hey, I'm personally glad that you're listening to this great audio lesson from your industry colleagues. You are most likely listening on a podcast app, and, a, and I thank you. Most importantly, please subscribe to this service. And if you have my free podcast listening app for iOS or Android, it makes it even easier to listen. Search in your app store for Remarkable Results Radio, download, and then every episode is at your fingertips. I'm glad to help spread wisdom and experience and even get you some information that you may reluctantly not want to hear. And this episode is a prime example, one that many of us do not want to confront, but it's very, very real. Now listen to Malin Newton, president and CEO of ESI Seminars for the past 20 years. Malin travels the country sharing with his audiences the keys to being successful in the automotive repair industry today. Malin had his own real-world experience when he had a stroke while riding his motorcycle. He was incapacitated for a period and has now dedicated time to share his almost catastrophic event and what it taught him. With over 40 years of automotive experience, Malin Newton has literally been there and done that. Malin hails from Simi Valley, California, and has shared his wisdom in podcast episodes 108 and 140 and in Academy episode 14. Also with us is Doug McLeod, who has worked in the emergency management and business continuity planning fields for the past 21 years. He was responsible for the corporate-level emergency planning for a large electric utility for 11 years, dealing with preparedness for many types of natural and human-caused disasters. For the past 10 years, he has provided advice, assistance, and training to government agencies, utilities, and businesses to better prepare them to respond to and survive many types of disasters. He is a member of and certified as an associate business continuity professional, with the Disaster Recovery Institute Canada and a board member of the Emergency Preparedness for Industry Commerce Council in British Columbia. And also with us is Doug Callahan, CEO of VIX Service in Wainwright, Alberta, Canada, and he's the winner of the 2016 Auto Care Association ACE, the Automotive Career and Education Award. Doug had a story of transformation. And it was recognized by AutoCare that earned him this recognition. Doug made a significant decision in early 2015 when he took how his business was operating and he threw it in the garbage. He started from scratch. Everything. He says a lot of owners ask for help and invest in outside training, yet they fail to provide the leadership to make those ideas and plans become reality. And he wasn't going to let that happen. Doug has experience working with disaster plans with the credit union board that he shares. Now enjoy the Remarkable Results Radio Academy on disaster planning and preparedness. Welcome, everyone, to the Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. We're going to talk about disaster planning and preparedness. And we're live on Facebook and on my Zoom webinar platform. And we hold this uh, conversation at noon live Eastern each and every Friday. We really plan today uh, to our audience to talk about why plan, for disaster and preparedness. And uh, what could really disrupt your business? I wrote a few of them down. Natural disaster, environmental, death of owner, spouse, partner, loss of a key employee, surgery, an accident, illness, and we can go on and on. We also hope to talk about, do you need a formalized approach? Plans for normal business operations, uh, to succeed any kind of disaster? And, and who ends up making the decisions? And I know, uh, Malin, that that's uh, near and dear to your heart. So let's start. Glad to have you here. Tough subject, but important. Why should a small or medium-sized business think <laughs> about disaster planning preparedness? And what's the potential disaster consequences?
2: Really, it depends on the business as to why you would do it. If you don't think that Uh, survival is necessary for your business after something happens, then forget about it. But if survival is important to you, and it can be important for a number of reasons, for your own business, for your employees, for the community, there's uh, probably as many reasons as there are businesses out there for wanting to continue. But if it is important, then you should be looking at something to uh, help you to understand what the potential problems are and how you could survive them, what you can do to prepare in advance to survive those types of disasters that you could be faced with.
0: Does this require someone like uh, a lawyer, um, a CPA, uh, advisors, a board of director, group, a team? Does it require uh, the friendships within the industry? Does it require a business coach, how do you get some dialogue like this to talk about surviving a disaster? Uh, How does it start, Doug?
2: Well, it starts with a little bit of information and understanding of what the issues are. Specifically answer your question, no. You don't need the the professional advice to start. There are uh, sites that you can go to to get some information and get yourself started. And with that, understand what the potential problems are and what you might be able to do to uh, help yourself. And based on that information, determine whether you need some some more professional or expert advice. And it's probably not the lawyers, but the, the business continuity planners, the emergency planners, those that have some familiarity with the types of problems that you might be encountering to help you through. But really, the important issue is understanding where you are and what your potential problems could be.
0: Got it. So, um, sit down with your wife, your key players, your team and say, okay, here's a, here's a scenario. Malin, you had something extremely, um, important happen in your life. You had a, an accident that put you down pretty hard for a long time, but the business survived. And now you're out being an evangelist and telling people of the mistake you made and how to fix it.
1: One of the things I, I want to bring up is it's not a matter of if it happens it when it it's when it happens. It's going to happen. All of those things that you talked about, all those professionals are important, but it starts with you writing down the very basic things, who you do business with, where you bank. And you know, from my own experience, I had conversations with the guys about how the company should run and how I wanted the clients taken care of. But I never thought that I was not going to be able to write checks or do banking. And I tell you, the first step is have a list of your passwords and your secret questions so somebody can take over if they have to.
0: Wow, that's, that's huge. And I think you shared with me that your wife may have had to step in a role she was totally unprepared for.
1: Everything that happened to me was very traumatic. But the worst thing that happened to me is actually two and a half months or so after my accident, I'm sitting in the hospital. My wife comes to me and she says, my biggest fear happened. And I said, all right, what is that? And she said, I have a business I know nothing about. She knows what I do, but she doesn't know a lot about the business. And for 20 years, she's been able to sign checks on the account, but she's never signed a check. She didn't even remember she could do that. So when the guys were paying bills, my son was forging my signature on the checks to make sure we could get people paid. So it's the littlest things that throw the biggest loops. And it's things like passwords. It's secret questions if you have to change a password. It's about who can sign checks. And from my own personal experience with automotive repair shops, who has the alarm codes? Who has keys? Who can open? And, you know, we've done this on several occasions, stepped in for what I call catastrophic failure of repair shops. We had an owner get up, have a bowl of cereal, and die. And we came in and ran their shop for over a month and nobody batched out the credit card machine because it wasn't at the top of mind and nobody knew how to do it in the business. So eventually it came to light that we hadn't batched out the credit card machine. It's little things like that that cost us a lot of time and money to prevent the business from running.
0: Sounds like um, systems, processes uh, are, are so necessary for situations like this. So that you do have an SOP book that you could have literally gone to and, and seen how to run the business. Yeah, I get the, the keys, the passwords, the alarm codes. But still, once you break in, I guess once you break into the business, then, then how does it run? And so to me, that's the preparedness that says if the policies and the procedures are in place, uh, that's one on the good side. Uh, you would agree with that, uh, Doug McLeod? Certainly, I would agree with that. It's,
2: uh, it's very important that people understand what things to, to do, but it's also important to understand how other parts of the business could be affected. So it's not just the, the processes and so on, but uh, your suppliers could be affected or your suppliers are affected and they're affecting you. So there's many different aspects to it.
0: A vehicle is more than just transportation. It's what we depend on to move our most precious cargo, our families. As a service professional, you provide routine maintenance for your customer's vehicle, but what do you do if the engine, transmission, or differential fails? Contact Jasper, of course. Jasper provides your customers with a cost-effective alternative to purchasing a different vehicle. Quality remanufactured products from Jasper Engines and Transmissions carry a nationwide warranty with up to three years, 100,000 miles, parts and labor coverage. Get your customers back on the road fast as Jasper offers immediate availability through two distribution centers and a network of 45 branch locations. Nationwide. If a new vehicle is not in your customer's budget and the engine or transmission in their car, truck, van or SUV has given its last performance, a remanufactured drivetrain component from Jasper Engines and Transmissions will provide them with many years of trouble-free driving at a cost many times less than that of a new vehicle. For customer satisfaction, choose Jasper. Doug Callahan, um, obviously, you're you're lucky. Nothing's like this happened to you. How often, as a shop owner, do you think about this? Have you created a plan? Any experience at this?
3: My first exposure to it was through the credit union board that I sit on and... Um sitting down with them and actually having discussions around what preparedness, disaster preparedness is. I didn't really never given it any thought, you know, the event that a tornado comes through and takes the business out or, you know, there's so many things that can happen that you're not aware of. So through that process, we were able, you know, to start formulating on our own sort of uh, plan on who would be responsible for what things in the event that the business was damaged from the outside. Um if key players are out of the mix, who's gonna step in and take over certain roles? A really good thing to do with that is to to do what we call tabletop exercise on that sort of stuff and and walk through a scenario. You know, even simple things like how what are you gonna say to the community out in the media? What standard things do we say so that our clients have confidence that we're gonna be here tomorrow? Small town living you hear something happens to the boss, some people might make a decision they're not going to come back. And that's, that's a huge risk to the business, right?
0: So important, Doug, the The personal or that public image of uh, of what happens now. Everybody wants to be in on things and, and know what's going on.
1: One of the things that, when I talk about my accident, one of the things I bring up in, class, in the class is there needs to be one spokesperson for the business. And they have to have a well thought out and, and informational message because if five people talk about it, they're going to get five stories. And what Doug was saying is very true. Most of us, small businesses, the owner's the face of the business and people will stop doing business with you just because they don't think the owner's there anymore. So, you know, we're not movie stars, but we need to have a spokesperson that has the correct story about what happened. While I was in the hospital, we, Control the release of information, not because we didn't want anybody to know, but for that very reason. We wanted to make sure it was given out by one source so it was a consistent story about what happened. And that made a huge difference in our case. So that's a very important
0: aspect of it. I've had two friends just recently go through open heart, uh, emergency stuff. You don't want to bother them with business issues. You don't want to bother them during recovery. Doctor will say, don't talk business for so long. It takes so long for the recovery process to even get to be driving a car. In in situations in the past, and and I went through this with my dad years ago, um, what would dad say? What would dad do (laughs) while dad can't say anything or do anything. And so you as a family or you as a business are trying to make a decision, what would he do? And and what I hear is this discussion that says it needs to get up and on the table. It's not what would he do is he said, this is what we're going to do. It's almost like you go to the top drawer in the left cabinet, there's an envelope. And the envelope is this plan that says um, (laughs) obviously I may not be here to look at this but here's what we decided that we were going to do and and my wife happens to have the the codes and the passwords and I think that this discussion is going into a place that hopefully excites enough entrepreneurs and service professionals and business owners and families to sit down and to have the tough talk now uh, Doug McLeod is there any kind of survivorship that you see that goes on in small businesses that don't have a plan or do have a plan have you you know any statistics?
2: Yeah there's statistics out from the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety that says that of uh, all businesses that close after a disaster of some sort, only about twenty five percent of them survive. So that's not very good. And the more that people can do in advance to prepare for almost any eventuality, then the better that they're going to be and the better survival rate they're going to have. Likelihood of survival is going to increase significantly. And the types of disasters can be ones that just come upon you without any sort of warning, like a fire or a tornado, or you can have things like floods that develop more slowly that you have some time to put things into place in advance. But you need to think about them beforehand and be prepared to to react and have a plan in place to react.
0: Do you need a separate plan, Doug, for every catastrophic event? Or do you just need to have one strong universal, here's what happens with me, here's what happens without me? I could be owning the business and so we could have a flood or tornado or something. You know, obviously I'm leading it, I'm leading the disaster recovery, but the preparedness piece was that we sat down and talked about how do we survive the business?
2: In most cases, it's a matter of the plan being available, and in a few cases, you need to consider some particular issues that are specific to a type of disaster, but for the most part, it's having a general plan available, people in the business understanding what that plan is, and having more than one person capable of being able to undertake a number of the response issues in that plan.
0: So interesting, yesterday we had two tornadoes where I live in Buffalo, New York. It's a rarity, just in time for me to be thinking about this town hall academy. And we have our big Erie County fair coming up in in about 3 weeks and it destroyed a big part of this huge, you know, top 10 fair in the country. And I and I was thinking, ah, can you? Here, here's the government getting together and the the townships and stuff because it's, it's on town property, and putting a disaster you know prepared plan together. It hurt some businesses and destroyed a lot of a lot of green green areas that we have here. And, and I and I said, well, it's so apropos because it doesn't have to be the loss of an individual. It doesn't have to be a a catastrophic illness. Uh, our natural disasters seem to be coming at us so often anymore. And Doug, you're in Canada. Does, uh, does, the, does the weather have an effect on the survivorship of businesses?
2: Very much so. We've got uh, in the area that I live in, in the uh, southwest coast of British Columbia, we have windstorms, we have snowstorms. Those types of things can, can cause significant problems. Weather is a significant factor in inducing floods. And this past April, May, we had uh, a lot of flooding in the interior parts of the province. Uh, Weather has a significant impact on forest fires. And right now we've got about 40,000 people within the province that have been evacuated from their homes because of forest fires and their businesses. There's a couple of towns and cities in the interior that are completely evacuated. It's
3: similar, yeah, in our area. I mean, you look at Fort McMurray last year when that it wiped out a big chunk of the city right and there's they still have not recovered there's still businesses that are they're not going to be there again that's scary yeah the the possibility of stuff happening is huge tornadoes are a big thing around our area so hopefully i never have to
0: deal with it but doug callahan can you buy insurance for this Yeah, that's
3: interesting, right? How many guys have sat down and actually read through the insurance and and what it actually means? Um, You know, some things are covered by insurance. I know flooding in our area, Nope, you can't get insurance for flooding. The only insurance you can get is if it comes up through the sewer into your building. Other than that, if it comes from the outside in, our only uh, hope is government assistance to come in, and, and it's happened in Alberta, um, High River, and areas about two years ago had that happen, and uh, it was it's major. Um, I, I actually knew a business personally that was down in the High River area. They they held on by their nails. They weren't affected by the flood, but the community itself just about was gone their source of income gone you know they tr- they try to hold on but it was so tough for them to try and turn any income in i know the owner wasn't paying himself just to try and keep his staff on and i mean that wasn't his fault but outside affecting the business for sure
0: can you truly plan for catastrophic like you're talking about
3: you got to have something to be prepared um hopefully you can get through it, but you got to be real is anything like it is going to be a huge challenge.
2: So I agree with Doug there. Certainly there's a lot of things that you can do to prepare for a lot of the things that you can think of in advance. And there are some things that you can't prepare for, but you can have a response plan that will help you to mitigate the impacts during the event. So yes, there are a lot of things that you can do.
0: One of the thoughts that I had, because we're in such a data intensive Uh, world today. I guess if I lost my building, that's one thing. But if I lost my computer disk drive, that's catastrophic in my mind, all the data that you had. And all I keep thinking about is I guess we could rebuild. But if I had my data, my customer information offline, you know, backed up off site, that seems to be one of those very key tactics in a disaster plan is that my my data is successfully backed up off-site. Now, Malin, how often do you hear that uh, our, our owners are doing that, our shop owners?
1: Two things. First of all, I think you need to have three types of preparedness plans. One is for the catastrophic failure of the building equipment, the floods, tornadoes, fires, those kind of things. Then you need to have one that's a catastrophic failure of the owner. Because if the owner's there, the disaster plan typically gets implemented and moved on. But if the owner's not there, who's going to take the ownership role? That's the third kind of catastrophe we've lost leadership. You know, we talk and we get preached to about backing up your hard drive and your computer system and all of those things. But in my opinion, the most important hard drive, or you might call it the soft drive, in these businesses is our head. We carry so much information and data around in our heads and in my case, for more than two and a half to three months, I had nothing to do with the business. So what was in my head wasn't available. The hard drive wasn't available. And the thing that saved us was I had many conversations and planning about this is how we do business, this is who we do business with. You know, we we downloaded that data to other people. And One of the things that I tell people all the time in class is you need to have enough information written down that I can show up and run your business without ever having to talk with you. So if you wrote down things, Carm, and you weren't there, I could do your podcast for you, but I'd need all this information. So we developed an over 50-page questionnaire for repair shops, simple things like who do you buy parts from? Who do you have accounts with that? We, we actually built this over writing temporary service for so long, because if tomorrow I had to come run your repair shop carm with this 50 page document, I could make it make money. And we've talked about the loss of the business and we've talked about, you know, the loss of the owner. But the one thing we haven't talked about that is more devastating than anything is the impact on the family of these catastrophic failures because they now have to pick up the pieces and i tell you karm i do all the physical pain and all the rehab and all the stuff i've been through in the last three years over again if my wife hadn't been told he's not going to live through the night and if he does he'll be a non-functioning person you better call your kids and get them here that is the most devastating thing that happened and you can't plan for that but The better plan you have to keep that business going because my business provides my family a living and we forget about that so that's part of our process
0: doug callahan it sounds like a very difficult discussion to have with wife and family
3: pam and i have talked about it and we feel that the staff with her could carry on yeah at some point you need to sit down and say okay this is what the plan is going to be if we have something happen right so again outside of having your wills and other stuff done and completed you know that's it's 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 a tough discussion do you put the business up for sale do you does, does the wife move on like those are those are discussions that should be had for sure
0: Malin, you're out, you're out talking to shop owners, and you're doing your seminar on this exact subject. Have you gotten um, some shop owners to cross that line? And, and if you have, have they gotten back to you and said, well, wow, what a relief that we were able to come up with this plan?
1: Well, you know, unfortunately, Carm, we are all in denial. We talk about it, and I give them that 50-page questionnaire, and I tell them, there's two things you need to do. You need to fill that out. It needs to have one copy go in a safe deposit box. And if you do think there's going to be a catastrophic failure of the owner, send me a copy because if something does happen to you, Carm, you're the shop owner, something happens to you today, your wife can call me and I'll put somebody in your business to run it and help keep it functioning until we can decide what to do. Does she want to sell it? Is it even sellable? That's a question that has to be answered too. Is it have profit where somebody would be interested in buying it to provide the family a legacy, if you will? And what's really funny is they'll get two or three pages into it and decide it's too much work. It takes a lot of effort to put that stuff down. I do have some clients that are very good about it. And then they have a yearly planning session where they go through all of these pages and update them, talk to the staff talk to their family, make sure their staff and their family knows who to contact to make sure that there's continuity in the business. The problem we run into is so many of our small businesses in the automotive industry aren't sellable in their current state, much less if the owner's not there. So one of the things that I did learn, my wife was doing so many things And making so many decisions, if we had come, if the guys had come to her and said, we got to decide whether we keep the business or sell it, I'm not sure she could have dealt with it because she was dealing with everything else. So that's where you do have to talk in advance. And uh, as Doug mentioned, wills, living trust, because if you do sell it, you're going to get hit with these capital gains taxes and all kinds of penalties. Does it go through probate? I mean, I mean, there's a lot of legal issues too. So yes, we do have to get those guys involved. And every year in this disa- disaster planning, in my opinion, it should be with your attorney to talk about your will and and you know succession, as well as your insurance agent to make sure you're covered as fully as possible. DAP insurance, uh, replacement value if it's you know a building problem. You know, we just had within the last two months, Carmen, we've had a shop burn in California. And unfortunately, this gentleman thought that never happened to me. And so I can pretty much guarantee you when it comes down to it, he won't have enough insurance coverage.
0: So here we are. You sit down and you start planning and you come up with a couple of scenarios, you know, the natural disaster, maybe something happens to the owner. And the thought was this, you almost can use this Malin and team to pick up The whole financial success of the business, because if something happens, when and if something happens to me, we'll be in great financial shape for some level of continuity. Be it, uh, you know, mom takes over, partner takes over, someone in the shop takes over, or we look for a sale. I mean, to me, big takeaway. Get your financial house in order.
2: And I think that it's important to understand what aspects of the business are, are critical that will help you to keep that minimum level of financial stability going. And if you don't have that understanding, then it's going to take you a while to do that after the disaster, and that could in itself be catastrophic.
3: It really is like we, we talk small business, but we it takes no Less to operate a small business than it does to operate big business, and a lot of guys got to wrap their head around that. You're in business, and you got to think just the same. If you got 89 employees or eight employees. You still need to have the same things in place. It's just at a different scale. So, what are the bigger businesses doing? What are their operating things? Pull that information out and use it. Like it's it's a change in mindset for sure, but it takes time.
0: I love it. We're almost starting to get into some tactics here, um, and, and that's good because, you know, I, I guess we can, we can accept the fact that we need to plan, but we need to have professionals help us. Again, it goes back to the wills and, and documents like you said, Malin. Maybe there's a living trust. Um, all of those seem to be important for small business America. And one of the other things that you said was insurance. Uh, so it, it's almost like, can I buy it? Should, do I need it? Will it help? Do I live in a place where there's hurricanes, lots of tornadoes? Am I in a flood zone? All of, all of those matter. And, and God help, Doug, one of the things I read on your bio uh, was terrorism. That's something that I'm not sure. I, I know we're all numb to it, but obviously it's a real thing with what you deal with. Well,
2: with most small businesses, terrorism is probably not an issue. When I was dealing with terrorism, I was with the electric utility and so we were certainly concerned with the impacts of uh, terrorist attacks within the, the utility area, and that can affect many, many, many people. So uh, I wouldn't consider that from a small business perspective to be high on the priority list, but there are certainly a lot of others that uh, could be uh, devastating and quite uh, understandable from a perspective of, of thinking about what could happen.
0: So Malin, this 50 page report sounds like an incredible document, 50 page or 50 questions. I, I'm not sure what it was you were saying, 50 questions, 50 pages.
1: And it gets revised every time I hand it out. It seems like somebody says, what about this?
0: It wouldn't be that difficult for anyone to really commit to sitting down and and start writing down everything that's important to the survivorship of the business. They don't need to get your document. Yeah, it would be great to go to a class and, and get it. But it, it, this almost seems like, I hate to use the word denial, but I guess we, we wake up every day and we wonder, uh, oh, I'm another day older. It doesn't feel like it. I'm another year older. I'm another five years older. You're working your business real hard, and even this whole succession planning thing selling your business and letting it succeed you is is something people are talking about every day cuz you know what's the average uh, owner of a shop owner 55 so that means there's a whole bunch at 75 and there's a whole bunch at 35 you know right right in the middle but this whole disaster planning and preparedness t- seems to be as critical uh, of a business concern as succession planning is and you know there almost they're, there's almost a, a link in there somewhere
1: let me let me share two things the day December 30th i got up and went for a motorcycle ride expecting nothing more than a motorcycle ride That was three years ago, and I'm still fighting from that day. So that's part of our problem is we all get up and we go to work every day, and we don't expect it to be any different. And we have to understand that, like I said, it's not if it happens, it's when it happens. Something's going to happen to all of us. You know, some of the people that you and I know combined recently, catastrophic medical issues. The denial part of it comes in. We've gotten up and gone to work for all these years. We're just going to to continue to do that. So we have to understand crap happens and we need to be prepared for it because we don't get to choose that. You know, I did not get up in the morning and said, hey, I think I'll crash my motorcycle while I have a stroke. I got up expecting the next day to be going to work. So we have to think differently about this. And, Carm, if you would like to offer this to your listenership is I will give you that 50-page document and you may share it with anybody you want.
0: Wow. Well thank you for that. That is that is so kind. So here's my offer. I will take that, upload it to my site, put a link on the show notes page for this episode and uh, we'll talk about it in the in the uh the podcast monologue and of course uh anyone can't get it today who's watching the video but by uh, this coming Wednesday it'll be the the academy podcast and its own show page will hit. And uh thank you Malin so much for that. Uh, you know, I was about ready to, to to say, you know, how do we get started? Boy, what a generous offer for anyone to uh, fill in the blanks. Well, I think there
2: are also another a number of other uh, opportunities out there and uh, information available that businesses can look at. Uh, I know through the Business Continuity Institute, the Disaster Recovery Institute, the Institute, the Insurance Institute for Home and Business Safety. They all have information available that are uh, available to allow people to understand what's going on, what they need to do. Uh, some forms are available, fill in the blanks type of thing. So there are uh, other things out there as well.
0: I moved for uh, the, the very simple ideas that came out of this is that you have to do something. I mean, it's that simple. Uh, you have to do it for sake of family. Obviously, you have to do it for sake of continuity in the business. You are feeding mouths. Everybody who works for you is kind of dependent on you in the business. They would probably want to be involved in, in helping you plan uh, for, you know, some surgery you weren't planning to have and you were going to be gone for three months. And, and so many people want to say, listen, we'll step up to the plate. We'll make this happen. I mean, it happened in your business, Malin, and I hear about so many other businesses where no one missed a beat. But the better plan is to have a plan and not just hope that the record doesn't skip. So uh, let's start with you, Doug Callahan, and uh, let's let's uh, do a summary here.
3: At the end of the day, the owner's got to understand they're the CEO. They got to take the time to get it done, take Two things a week, put it on your to-do list and just get it done. Realistically, that's what has to happen and, and, and you have to treat the business that way. So, you know, don't don't get caught not being prepared would be my suggestion for sure. Take the
0: responsibility. Don't get caught not being prepared. Thank you. Doug McLeod.
2: Uh, a couple of things that uh, i'd like to address one of them was uh, a comment that bob greenwood made on one of your earlier town halls uh, what keeps you up at night the comment that he said was uh, embrace the future well you also need to understand that uh, there is reality and you need to embrace reality and reality is that something bad could happen quite easily to many many businesses and the other one is that uh, quote that if you think safety is expensive try having an accident. So I'm thinking here that uh, if you think that planning is expensive try responding to an incident.
0: Spoken like a true professional. Thank you so much. Embrace reality. Uh, thanks for dropping Bob's name in there. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much. and I'm going to give you the last word.
1: Two things. Think of insurance as an investment not an expense in your company. I spent about $12,000 for a year's worth of medical insurance and one hospital bill was 300,000. So without insurance, it puts a devastating financial load on your company and your family. So I can't stress enough to have the right insurance and have the coverage you need. But I'm going to go back to my favorite saying is stop being a technician and be a business owner, run your business and, and Doug was correct. We're small businesses, but we have to be big businesses in a lot of things. Learn from them. There's all kinds of disaster plans out there that you can take and borrow from. But in reality, what I really want these shop owners to think about, actually any business owner, is if Carm couldn't go to work tomorrow, what do I need to know to come in and do Carm's job? Would I be as good as you? Probably not. But would we still function? Yes, we could do that. We gotta stop procrastinating and get this stuff down and you need to have a planning session every year. Review your insurance every year, go over your plan, go over your employees, tell them what they need to do and then you gotta trust them to do what's right. And, and your business will survive and it'll provide a, a livelihood for your family. You know, six months, I didn't have anything to do with my company and we gained clients. That is a testimony to the planning that we had done and in hindsight it was about one-tenth of what we should have done but the company's still here today because we had some plan so you don't have to have a 100 page plan it can be two or three pages the biggest failure is not having a plan of all so we just need to get started on it one page at a
0: time if that's what it is here's what i wrote down after your summary plan people process. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but it sure sounds like a great summary. Hey, thank you all so much for being here on the Town Hall Academy. We do it every Friday at 12 noon. Disaster planning and preparedness. A lot to learn. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks, Carm. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the Premier Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Until next
2: time...